0: tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8?
1: That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
2: You fill up my senses
3: like a night in a forest yes. like the mountains in spring time like a walk in the rain
4: it's time for happy hour that's john denver he makes me happy i didn't want to play holiday music because fuck that uh if you're gonna have happiness uh, this holiday uh you can go fuck yourselves. This is a happy hour. It's the happiest happy hour of all hours with comedy, comedy, comedy coming at you. So excited. We're just going to move right in because we've got so many comics and so little time. Your first comedian, a very funny lady. Hey, everybody out there. Clap your hands together. Clap your hands in a slappy like motion for your first comedian. Everybody, it's Sabrina Miller. Sabrina, you're up. Sabrina Miller. Let me lay down you.
5: <laughs> All right. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how I felt last night at Brainwash. It was like a little uh, shot of espresso for the audience. And uh, tonight, it's more like, eh. Here we go. I might as well do this. I've got nothing better to do. No, I'm kidding, Pam. Um, you know, if San Francisco is all about diversity, then, uh, then why are there only snowflake lights, um, you know, those light up snowflake lights decorating the poles on Market Street downtown? You know, I think, uh, I think the only thing queers hate more than techies are these fucking generic, non-offensive symbols of the holidays. You know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Christmas. I'm not afraid to say the C word. <laughs> You know, I don't think meteorologists are any more fond of those light-up uh, light snowflakes. They're like, you know, maybe it's time for something a little more regionally appropriate. You know, maybe some festive red, green, and, uh, and gold fog. You know, I don't know if you can dye fog like Chicago dyes the river, you know, every, every St. Patrick's Day. It's just a thought. But we could definitely dye the AIDS fountain red. Nice festive red. Oh. <laughs> look the other way, comedy, I love it. Um, but uh, anyway, um, San Francisco can be as much of a beacon for holiday innovation um, as, it is, uh, as it is a beacon for homeless tent encampments. You know, we can do a little Q&A about that later, maybe, a little Q&A. Anybody get that proposition joke? No. <laughs> Anyways, it's a, th- it's a thinker. Um, all right, so, so, <laughs> so picture this, picture this, all right? Um, LGBTQIA Santa Clauses from, uh, from Embarcadero to 10th Street. We could have like techie Christmas trees. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they are. They'd be really cool. Maybe bring queers and techies together for like one day a year, I hope. And uh, maybe some other clever yet festive uh, symbols of the socioeconomic inequality in the city. You know. <laughs> uh. <All right. laughs> okay, I don't know why I find that funny. Anyway, it would be as- <laughs> It, it would be as much ho, ho, ho from the Embarcadero to 10th Street as it is in the Tenderloin. You know what I'm talking about. What's up, ho? Hey, ho. Mm, damn, ho. So, uh, But uh, any is anyone Jewish here? Raise your hand. Sir, I have not forgotten about you. Um, happy Hanukkah from between 10th and 11th Streets on Market. Yeah, that's my Walmart joke in a little tiny area, so my little lame joke. All right, what else I got for you? Um, well, I am definitely one hundred percent pro net uh, being constructed below the golden Gate bridge uh three hundred and sixty four days a year with the with the exception of of new year's Eve you know it's a it's a very special day I mean you know the city could just remove one section of the net about mid span and uh, you know new year's eve is it's a day about you know it's a day of countdown so be like, six, five, four, three, two. No, that's where it ends. If you're doing the whole bungee jump, suicide test drive thing. But um, if you want that extra second, it's going to cost you. It's a, it's, a, it's kind of a steep price. But don't worry if you can't afford it. You could take advantage of the whole leap day discount in February. <laughs> and, and 100% of all the proceeds go to... Uh, go to the uh, suicide prevention fund Uh, jumps for joy I I think wait I think that might be one of Zach's jokes I don't know if I'm I'm guilty of committing one of the uh, one of chapter seven sins of memory I don't don't know but um, anyway I I guess that's it for me Um, so back to Pam all right
4: Sabrina Miller everyone yes clapping your hands yay all right, I don't think your next comedian is here yet, and I promised another comedian that the first comedian that didn't show up, he was gonna get right up. So everybody, clap your hands wildly for one of my favorite people. He's an amazing door guy and a very funny man. Treat him, treat him nicely, everybody, with those happy, happy claps. It's George D. Smith, Yay! He
6: puts the will in willfully ignorant. Hello, hello. I love you guys. You guys are the best. No, shut up. (laughs) Here, I actually brought material tonight to do. Shut up. All right, here you go. It's not that fucking funny. Oh, boy, let's see if we can figure this out, George. All right. Oh, that's what it is. You know what's really fucked up about this country? A lot of shit. But, like, one of the worstest things that we ever fucking did was that, like, we decided to do these votes and then we voted for Trump. But you know who you actually voted for? You voted for Blaine, not Ducky. You fucked up. You should have picked Ducky. That's why everybody's fucking mad right now. Y'all wanted Ducky. We didn't have a Ducky. That's the whole problem. Where's the ducky? Clinton ain't no ducky. That is not ducky. But like fucking you pick Blaine, dog. You can't pick anybody. You can't pick Blaine. Fuck out of here. Fucking Blondie. You serious? Really? You You gonna go for Blaine? Really? Get the fuck out of here. That's America right there. That's that's like the realest, realest America is that going for Blaine shit like why the fuck do you keep going for this douchebag when he's not good for you right every fucking time but you know we keep doing it so I just live here it's not my fucking problem No, <laughs> uh, oh I guess it is my fucking problem because I live here but uh isn't it right at some point it becomes my problem right <laughs> like, I can just live around it long enough and you're like you know what <laughs> this is not right but nobody ever listens to shit, right? Nobody gives a shit right i've I've been talking, you know what you know how long, Pam, Pam, I'm talking to Pam, you know how long I've been fucking talking about how the wages and how fucking the like how the world works a long fucking time, and you know what nobody ever gave a shit about any of it ever until like this year this year suddenly is like
3: oh you know what you know like like
6: you know what bullshit eight years ago once the economy crashed then people were like you know what's really interesting it was like a class problem in this, in this country no shit no shit, you know, I remember when all my parents' fucking friends got fucking fired and laid off. That you know was a problem back then. <laughs> but now, anyway, sorry, what am I just yelling? Sorry., <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. I, I take that as a yes. All right go cool. All right, let's do something fun before we leave.: I wonder if I take you home. That would be the shit. I love that fucking song. And you'll still be in love, baby, until I need you tonight. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> shit. No, no, I'm just kidding anyway. Um, let's do something. Okay. Um. Oh, Pam. <laughs> oh, dude. You're going to love this, Pam. Hey Pam, I got one question. Yeah. What can what can what 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 can what 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 can lifesavers do that guys can't <laughs> come in five different <laughs> flavors <laughs> Thank you ladies and
2: gentlemen a
4: yeah. it a George easy. Bars- Also our photographer and just all around amazing helper human being your next comedian. I'm not sure if he's here or not Everybody put your hands together for Zach Pierce No, okay, so I said that I would do this this uh, He's gonna fill in he's the first he's the second person who said hey everybody put your hands together for Nathan Mosher
2: Hey,
7: how's it going? How are you guys doing? Cool. Um but the the mic's not on or but it's on there. Yeah, okay, cool. That's chill. Uh no, that's cool. That's... All right, no feedback. I don't want. <laughs> uh how are you guys doing? I I uh cool. Yeah, just him, just him. Um I uh, I grew up Christian. Um my parents were really strict Christians growing up. Um they're also really cheap though. Like we had a dog, right? And my parents really wanted to get him neutered, uh, but the procedure was too expensive. So instead what my mom did was she bought our dog a purity ring and told him that if he has premarital sex, he's going to hell. So that's when my dog started doing anal, uh, which is pretty smart move on his part. I didn't even think that far ahead. I think hell is a weird concept though, you know? Uh, I used to go to Sunday school, and they'd always try to scare you about hell. They'd always be like, "Hell is an eternity of pain, a thousand fires." I'd be like, "That sounds awful. I don't want to go there." But then I got older, and I found out that some people get sexually turned on by pain. I was like, "That's not fair," because <laughs> for them, hell is just their sexual fantasy forever, and that sounds amazing. Everyone else in hell is moaning in pain. They're like, "Bro, this is making me really horny right now. This is awesome." Eternity of pain, more like eternity of boners. What's up, girl? (laughs) So glad I murdered that dude because this party is off the chain. (laughs) Like, how has God not found out he made that mistake yet, you know? How's he not hit up the devil? Like, yo, devil, you keeping everyone in check down here, making them hate it? He's like, yeah, except this one dude. He keeps yelling out, spring break 2016, baby. (laughs) No idea what to do. Plus, every time I throw him in the fire, he's like, is that all you got? One time, I shoved two gerbils in my ass. They made a family, and I still didn't come. He's like, God damn. That's right, baby. We're just getting this party started. Got a buddy who just overdosed on Molly. He's going to come through in here and show us some poppers, and we're going to fit a whole cage of gerbils up there. He's like, man, I like the way this guy thinks. <laughs> got to listen to his ideas, really spice things up down here. God's like, I knew I left some of those which switches turned to turned on. I guess next time we'll just send them to heaven. <laughs> that way they'll get blue balls for eternity. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a girlfriend though. That's pretty cool. Anyone in love here? Yeah, you're in love. It's pretty dope. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, we're we're here. We're here. That's fine. I'm in love. It's pretty easy to find love. I feel like you just have to be alive. You know, <laughs> like even Hitler found love. Hitler found love. He had a micro penis and he was Hitler. <laughs> He had a micro penis. That means that the girl who was into Hitler not only had to hate Jews, she also had to love tiny dicks. (laughs) That means if you can't find love, you're just not searching hard enough. (laughs) Go to the clearance section of people and find some on sale bitch with like a red tag (laughs) who's like into corkscrew looking dicks or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever you're into. (laughs) I think love is uh, love is pretty cool. It can make you a better person. It can also destroy you. It's like CrossFit. Like I, I had this, I had this one girlfriend, and we were in love, and uh, I really wanted to stop biting my nails, so she put clear nail polish on my nails to help me stop. And I stopped biting my nails for two months, um, but then she cheated on me, and I was like, I don't even want her to improve this one thing about me. <laughs> so I started biting my nails, like just to spite her. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like if heart, like that's how powerful love is. Like if you get heartbroken, you have to erase every single memory of them like good or bad. It's like how if some like girl, some person breaks into your house and like murders your mom, but then like gives you a haircut in the middle of the night. Like you for sure have to get a new haircut. (laughs) Even if you wake up and you're like, man, my mom's dead, but damn, I look like Macklemore. Like you still have to get rid of that. I still buy my fingernails to this day, you know, And but I think it came full circle recently. I was I was in the on the subway and I was biting my fingernails and I flicked one of the nails and it landed on this girl's foot and uh, she was wearing open-toed sandals <laughs> and then she was like, what the fuck was that? And then she like tried to flick it off and she thought she flicked it off, but it was just on her foot and then she just left into San Francisco with my fingernail on her. I think that's a perfect metaphor for my relationship with that girl that cheated on me because me and that girl on the subway had a brief interaction, but once we parted ways, she left with a piece of me still on her. The same way that that girl cheated on me, took my virginity, but like to her it had the value of like a fingernail with athlete's foot on it. Like she didn't. <laughs> all right, that's it. Thank you guys.
2: All the
4: time makes me high. Nathan Mosher, everyone. Spreading his DNA to hapless people all over. Subways and buses and town near you. Your next comedian's gonna make you laugh. If you don't know how to clap your hands, you take one hand and you slap it against the other. Do that now for Zach Pierce!
3: What's up, everyone? Is this the right mic or...? Sure, they're all right. Oh, it sounds good. So, uh, I like some sports. Uh, My favorite sport is mixed martial arts, MMA, you know, those cage fighters. It's a pretty cool thing. I kind of wanted to do that for a little while. I did some of the training. Like I did a couple years of boxing and jiu-jitsu. But when I was training, my main strength was getting injured. They called me Mr. Glass because I broke easy. That's like the worst nickname ever to have as a fighter. What would that be like if I was entering in the octagon? They'd be like standing in the blue corner with a record of 0-34, with all losses coming by way of knockout, Mr. Glass. So I, I gave up that stuff. Wouldn't have been ending well. Uh, but uh, I've been trying to go to the gym for like five years, and, uh, you know, I'm going to the gym because I want to get big, want to get yoked, and, uh, you know... I just want to get yoked really bad, but it's <laughs> it's a hard thing to do, it takes a lot of dedication. So I uh, started taking some supplements, so I told if uh, you do that you can get bigger. So uh, I went to a place called Bodybuilding.com, purchased my supplements and uh, I purchased something called Serious Mass, it was this weight gaining formula that came in a 10 pound bag. And I had two scoops of it every morning for 10 months. It was a 1,200-calorie shake. But after 10 months of taking serious mass, the only serious mass I was seeing was out my ass. Because 1,200 calories in liquid form isn't good for your digestive system. They should have just called that a 10-pound bag of serious mass out your ass. That would have been more realistic. Bodybuilding.com. Anyways, I like to complain sometimes. It's a favorite thing of mine. One thing I don't really like is how we say the term bless you. You know, when someone sneezes, you say, oh, bless you. Are you are you okay? Because, like, to me, a sneeze feels good. It's like a release, like a cum shot out of my nose. I don't need anyone to make sure I'm okay when I'm sneezing. Just a little idea. But the reason why we say the term bless you when you sneeze is because during the Middle Ages when you would sneeze, it usually meant they were getting the plague, and they didn't really have any medicine back then, so you'd sneeze, they'd say bless you, and you would die all alone. It's very sad and tragic. But now we have medicine like DayQuil and NyQuil. There's no need to say bless you anymore. Like what about coughing? Isn't coughing a pretty horrible bodily function? Like one time I was in class and this guy was coughing himself to death in a corner of the room and I could tell the vibe was like, can you just go home and die? Getting us sick with your coughing. I don't know, here's an idea. I think we should say the term bless you in a different setting like the public restroom. Like if you hear someone dropping a deuce, as soon as you hear a splash, bless you. <laughs> Because that's a very vulnerable moment when your pants are down in public. I could use a Bless You then. <laughs> All right, that's it for me, guys. Woo-hoo! Give it up for Meet meeting radio.
8: And
3: Zach Pierce, everyone. Oh, Zach
4: oh. Pierce. Just for the other comics to know, when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. It's the minute light. I just don't light you because it's on the radio. So I like people to hear the horn because then they can really tell when you run the light. Your next comedian, again, I don't know if he's here. He might be. It's hard to tell. Uh, We'll see if Jason Cole. Yay!
9: Thank you, everyone. That previous comedian, does anyone know who Ducky and Blaine, am I just old? Does everyone know who Ducky and Blaine are? It's from that movie with the thing, right? Oh, that. (laughs) Could you be more, less specific? I'm getting old, guys. Uh, I have this nondescript uh, blue Gap jacket, and I could rock this in my 30s. You put like a little graphic tee, but now I just feel like like a maintenance worker whose name patch kind of fell the fuck off. Go try to talk to a girl at a bar. Like, are you here to fix the boiler? What are you doing? Um, yes. Well, let's uh, give yourselves a big hand because we're all here, right? The before Christmas, avoiding family to the bitter end, right? I get it. I feel you. I don't know why I'm putting this away and pretending I'm not memorizing everything um, <clears throat> It is a boon time for elf elf or midget actors right for taking a break from being trolls and uh, Entertaining us in commercials as elves. Uh, it's a small world um, I enjoy their their, their contribution uh, 2016 guys, let's get this fucker over with right all our heroes are dying David Bowie Prince my coke dealer uh, all the all the greats guys great prices fuck those prices um, Hey, Donald Trump that guy. Yeah drain the swamp everybody. He's draining the swamp draining the swamp and refilling it with creatures from the Black Lagoon Okay, great uh, His cabinet is starting to look a lot like my grandfather's cabinet old white and filled with Nazi-era memorabilia <laughs> That's hard to say when you're drunk Nazi-era memorabilia uh, great. I was literally in my car a block away with my voice memo Recording that over and over again saying Nazi-era memorabilia Nazi-era memorabilia. And somebody's walking by, I'm like Nazi-era memorabilia All right guys, let's keep it drunk. Uh, and then also, so, uh Of course, Secretary of State Fucking Exxon CEO. Let's do that. that I love the connection. The guy sells motor oil U.S. Diplomacy, right? Direct line. Direct line, guys uh, eight years Obama, I fucking love that guy, uh, I voted for him at least twice, I love the guy. Um, a lot of people, independents voted for Trump and a lot of Democrats voted for Trump and they said, I saw a lot of the interviews, are like, let's try something different. We've had eight years of this guy, eight years of a Democrat, eight years of Obama, let's try something different. Let's do something different. And to me that's like, I've had eight years of these really great teachers, they've educated me, they've supported me, they've helped me in any way I possibly could be asked and imagined. Let's try something different. Let's try a guy that pisses in her face and shits on her chest, because it's different. I love that. That's great. Thank you. Uh, boom, boom. Hey, let's get edgy, guys. A lot of mattress stores out there, aren't there? Yeah. Like, how do these mattress stores stay in business? I'm like 46 years old. I've had two mattresses my whole life, you know? I, I don't get it. Maybe I'm a little old school. I, uh, am I the only one sleeping on a waterbed? yeah she's got a waterbed. Uh, i fucked a lot of clowns on waterbeds, but um, it's actually a regular mattress It just soaked with my tears. Somebody Facebook, we got despair going, all right, my hu- liquid human sadness, liquid human sadness, guys. all right let's uh, let's keep it edgy guys. jelly beans. I was in the uh, line at Safeway and there was literally organic jelly beans. Oh, what does that mean? I'm going to get my Seinfeld on. Are these really the people? Concerned about the organic With the jelly beans I mean really They want humanely Pesticide free Corn fucking syrup Really? And the it was the size Of a pillow too Like these fat bastards Are really going to be around To enjoy the uh, Chemical free environment That they're uh, Think they're preserving um, And hey what's next guys Organic Insulin <laughs> They have diabetes They're all dying Thank you My name is Jason guys Appreciate it
4: Take me home Tate's telling us about the truth about corn, corn syrup, organic corn syrup. Yay! Your next comedian, she has, uh, she's as organic as they get. Uh, I'm so excited that she signed up for today's show because it was all dudes. It was such a sausage fest, and I was like, thank God. Uh, she's one of my favorite people. You guys, put your hands together for
10: Allison Hooker. Please, I I um, actually just walked in. I was circling for parking, couldn't find any. Got a little stressed out in the car. I did a comedy show this weekend, and I made the mistake of taking a Lyft line to the show. And I was getting all stressed out because I was like late, you know? And so the driver stops to pick up like a third person. I was like, oh, are we really stopping again? Because, you know, I'm in a comedy show, like I'm supposed to be on stage soon. So he didn't pick the guy up. And then he drops me off. Uh, the show is at Piano Fight. If you guys know that place, it's in the Tenderloin, which is also just the ass crack of San Francisco. Um, so, Yeah, so I was like all stressed out in the back of his car and then he drops me off in the Tenderloin, like, oh, this'll do? Just, I guess he just knows I'm not that big of a deal yet, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I, uh, I used to be married. Um, I lived in Brazil for a long time and then I imported a husband from there yeah, I know, some people want like a keychain or a shot glass, not me. I bring home something I'm I'm never going to forget, you know? <laughs> just pay for it for a while, that kind of thing. But I, I imported this Brazilian and um, he got all kinds of credit here in San Francisco just for being Brazilian. Like he didn't even have to do anything and people would be enamored by it. I'm like, oh, you're Brazilian? It was just like so romantic. Um, which was annoying, because I, I, I learned how to speak Portuguese. I lived there for a long time, so we would walk around speaking Portuguese together. So sometimes people would be like, oh, are you Brazilian? i would be like, oh, no, I grew up around here. And their face would, like, totally fall. Like, I was just such a disappointment. You know, I was like, dude, I'm still fucking cool. Um, so anyways, I'm, I was married to this Brazilian. And then he actually left me for a dancer in Cirque du Soleil. <gasps> Oh, I know, I tried to make a comedy note about that and I don't know how to spell circus. du Soleil. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to make this funny, I can't even spell the word. Um, and then I tried to look it up, I couldn't even spell it close enough to like, find out how to spell it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, so anyways, my ex-husband literally ran off with the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Which, glad you guys find that funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, what else did I have to say? Um, I'm a little concerned uh, about our country right now, you know, with Trump and all of these top 1%, top tip, tip, top 1% guys in charge. And it concerns me a lot because I think like, imagine if there were an American refugee crisis. Like, the rest of the world would be like, do you guys remember what dicks you were? (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, they'd be like, can you find our country on a map? We would just be like, <laughs> can't, can't do it. Um, I, was, I was downtown at my job the other day and I looked out the window and there was a protest going on. And someone had a sign that said, black lives matter. And someone else had a sign that said, water is important. And I was like, God damn, we're really breaking it down for people, aren't we? <laughs> it just, I guess like I have a dream which just way too complex for people to comprehend. So black lives matter, and water is important. And then some asshole on the other side of the street just has his sign, he's like, all elements are important. <laughs> <laughs> Air is important, fire is important. You guys have been great. Happy Friday, Merry Christmas. Allison Hooker, everyone, keep it clapping for her. Yes,
4: fire is important. It is cold. We need some motherfucking fire. It's time for Christmas everybody. I want to roast some, can we roast marshmallows at Christmas? That's not like traditionally a Christmas thing, it should be. You've got a fireplace, right? Why aren't you roasting marshmallows in it? Uh, Your next comedian, I don't know him, so I don't know if he's here or not, but he has a cool name. Is Adolfo Cancino here? Is that a person? Adolfo Cancino? He's not here. Uh, all right. Neither are the next couple people. So we're going to go to the end of the list and start working backwards. Your next comedian, she has a show here on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. called The Immutables. She's a very funny lady. You guys are all going to love her. Right now, slap those meat paws together for Trina Roderick.
11: I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait for Christmas. This is going to be so good. This is going to be so good. Okay, 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 okay. I, uh, George, I give a shit. What's up? You know I give a shit, right? You know I give such a big a shit that it hurts, right? Like it's one of those, right? Like it's shaped wrong and you have to contort your body and you're like, this is not gonna, this is gonna hurt. (laughs) So I'm gonna have a good weekend. Um, I'm not going to my parents because... Last time I did a bit up here, I said, uh, my stepdad is, uh, molested me, and you can't say that, and then two weeks later, go home for Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> genius! Okay, genius excuse not to go home. <laughs> like, that's the radio, 4,000 people, right? Uh. anyway, so, okay, I want to teach you guys, I'm a radical feminist, so I'm pretty open about that. I wanna teach you guys how to harness the power of bitch energy, okay? Yeah. Harnessing the power of bitch energy. Now, I this bitch at my office has me so fucking pissed off, I am going to revenge write a book in a week at the beginning of January. Right? Right? Because she's on sabbatical until the 23rd. And so when she gets back, I'm going to be like, bitch, I wrote a book. (laughs) What the fuck did you do on your sabbatical? Harnessing. Right? Because I got to get it written. I have a week off. (sighs) Anyway, I feel like my comedy is, like, too self-absorbed. You know what I mean? So I'm going to, like, try to ease into crowd work I think <laughs> right <laughs> like okay so what's your name Brady. what was it Brady. Brady dude I am like 95% sure we went to high school together like for real like I think I have a yearbook to prove it Brady where'd you go to high school Oak Ridge High School oh you're lying <laughs> fuck Fuck. I'm, I'm telling you, I have a yearbook to prove it, dude. I know. Exactly. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. I would accept you like we could be like BFFs if you went to my high school. But fuck you. <sighs> anyway. I, you know, <laughs> OK, look. OK, so I know it seems like like a bitchy thing to do. Sorry. Back to me. I mean what do you think of me, by the way? Like let's ease into this. Like we don't need to completely get off the topic of me. Like you could like that could be you know, right? So what do you think of me? I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, sorry, that I was not okay, that didn't work. <laughs> okay, listen, Pam, for real. I have to leave work at 3. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to make a 3.05 train to get here on time what? next week. I know, that's the thing. Like, I can't. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Harness the power of bitch energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not a bitch, I'm a cunt. Just. just. <laughs> right? Trina Roderick, everyone.
4: If you don't want to do the board next Friday, you don't have to. It's okay. Don't worry about it. There'll be there. There are people. It'll all work out. I'm in a wedding. I'm i I'm one of the groomsmen in a wedding. You're uh, a I'm a groomsman, because like uh, I don't know his wife well enough, but he and I have been friends for a really long time. So it all works out. Uh, anyways, it wasn't. It's this isn't about me. This was about Trina Roderick. Yay, Trina! Yay. Listen to her show on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. and download the Immutables. All right. Maddie, you're supposed to be up next. You want to go up next? Or you want to wait a second? She's going to wait a second. All right. Uh, we're going to move down the line. Everybody, put your hands together for Ed Ants. She's getting ready to fly.
0: Awesome. Allison, I'm gonna be looking at you, but only because it'd be uncomfortable to look at Brady when I start off my set. And not just because of his lack of pants situation. My name is Ed. And in order to not kill myself next week, I've decided to cleverly hide a theme in my jokes. Let's see if any of you can guess what it is. I don't get out much. And I date even less. So when I put up an ad the other day, I expected to get nothing. Instead, I got one reply. One. I should've seen trouble when her reply was three times the length of my ad. But I decided to progress. You know, even though she was talking about marriage and seemed a little fast. Then I got to the second email. She was talking about how she wanted to have kids. You know, I'm into that, but too soon. Just too soon. But when I got to the third reply, was just about marriage and God and all those things that scare people like me with a penis, which is really ironic considering that the title of the ad was "Looking for someone to give <laughs> All right, At least some people like that. I like catchphrases. They're an easy way of conveying lots of information concisely. I'm lucky because all this week I've been able to use my new favorite one. Hey lady, get over here so I can lick your pussy clean. right, It's fair. Keep your hand on that. I once had a pet cat... And I got a lot of hairballs because I like pussy.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: good. You're a sharp one. Everybody else is slow. Remember that. Yeah. I w- I want to be one of those comedians that has a catchphrase. You know, like Larry the Cable Guy has Get Her Done or Jeff Foxworthy has You know You're a Redneck If. Except I want mine to be. I will lick your vagina clean. I'm glad you laughed. As some of you may know, I have a certain lifestyle aesthetic that I want to live up to. Sadly, no pussies to lick.
4: All right, Ed Ant. Surprising set from Ed Ant, your next comedian. She's a lady. She's got a pussy. I bet it's pretty clean, because they're usually self-cleaning mechanisms. But we'll find out what she has to say. Everybody... Uh, you don't have to talk about your vagina, sweetheart. That's weird. It's, you talk about whatever you want to talk about up there on that stage. We're just putting feminism forward two steps at a time. I'm sorry, I just turned into like like someone on the Fox network there for a second. This is new Trump America is changing me into a, a male chauvinist pig. All right, your next comedian, funny lady, clap your hands wildly for Maddie Suma. Hey, there,
3: sweet daddy, everything is all right
12: miles is not a telephone line. Hi, guys. Um, it's good to be here. I've been living in Mexico for the past two months. And thanks, Pam. <laughs> That's how I try to psych myself up in the morning, because I wake up and I go, what the fuck am I doing in Mexico? Um, but I'm there entirely by choice, so it's a whole lesson in like accepting your own decisions. So um, I'm home for Christmas because my, um, my sister, who I love, she texted me, she goes, bitch, I'll kill you if you don't come home for Christmas. And I'm like, that is the most threatening thing that's happened to me in Mexico. <laughs> oh my God. So two days ago, she's like, get your ass home so that mom can yell at someone else. I'm like, you're great. And then I asked her what she's getting our middle sister for Christmas. Here's what she says: She goes, she's a mess. Her clothes look terrible. My gift to her will be my time and my opinions because I'll let her take me shopping. <laughs> And this is a whole level of confidence that is like miles beyond anything I've ever witnessed before. And again, I'm living in Mexico and I stick out like a sore thumb. Like I moved there. I've never been there before. I don't speak Spanish. I'm not even a full time employee at this company. Like I just don't belong there. <laughs> I don't belong. And it's hilarious because um, so I went after my friend's wedding and I was a groomswoman in my friend's wedding. And it was great because I feel like I won like the triple word score like Yahtzee Monopoly bingo of a wedding and I hooked up with the best man slash officiant. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, And it was hilarious because that was the the first of two guys in 10 days who in missionary told me that they love me. (laughs) And I'm just like, no, you don't. It's in missionary. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I am, but no, like fuck you, this is terrible. So um, yeah, not even a language barrier, it's just like shitty in English and in Spanish. Um, so the funny thing was that I ended up having like the worst, most boring, most Catholic election night sex of any of my friends and keep in mind, like all my bad bitches were on these awesome group chats, just being so supportive, being like, go get it, go get it. This is great. Um, no, this was terrible (laughs) and this was my coworker too. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, yeah thank you. So that's like the second Latino in a year who like, if I had to give him a hashtag for when we hooked up, it would be hashtag five minutes and missionary. Yeah. Not a good rep. Generally, I would recommend like be better than your stereotype. Like don't be worse. So (laughs) shit. (laughs) Oh God. But yeah, it was really funny because it got me thinking like, already like a year in review. We're kind of in November. Like the, the world might end sooner than we ever wanted. Like, what do I have? And so I'm going through my, my sexual network of past lovers. And then I just, I guess I was like really lonely or something. Like I was in Mexico. I don't speak Spanish again. I do not belong there. Um, but I'm like making it my way through like one taco at a time. Oh God. So oh man, one human disaster just like reminded me that I'm not the worst person I know. So plus one for sexual network. Another guy, I was like, hey, you moved countries for your job too. Like, what do you recommend? And then here's what he said. This is probably the best thing I've heard all year. Uh, He goes, please refer to this section of the Irish national newspaper about expats and good luck. (laughs) Which was like the emotional equivalent of like a frigid beer in the face and a pat on the back. (laughs) And then finally... There is this other guy who, man, his motto talk about talk. Oh, where are you? Anyways, um, talk about like a catchphrase. His catchphrase is life is amazing. Yeah, catchphrase. Uh, life is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, as I'm choking on Spanish, I'm just trying to remind myself like life is amazing. <laughs> and it's just it's one thing to network and another thing just to like go back through and be like hmm hmm. Yeah, 2016 was a bust, (laughs) but uh, they're still tacos, and um, my bitch sister is going to be running Christmas this year, so I'm so excited. (laughs) Thanks for listening,
4: guys. Maddie Suma letting us into the intimate details of every nook and cranny of her life. I feel like I've just buttered and eaten a Thomas's English muffin named Maddie Suma. All right, your next comedian, he runs OMG on Tuesdays and sometimes Sundays. I don't know if you're running that. Uh, but he's a great guy and very, very funny. If you don't clap wildly, I'll beat you up with a bat. It's Greg Gettle! For
2: the first time, I know what I'm missing.
13: All right, yeah, give it up for Pam and everyone else, guys. Give it up for Pam. All right. Uh, your last comedian was talking about living in, in Mexico, was it? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know this, I was a smoking weed with a couple of Hispanic people the other day, and I realized there's at least one cultural difference uh, between white people and Hispanics, at least one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Hispanics actually give a shit about their cousins. Uh, isn't that crazy, white people? Like, they actually care about their cousins. Is this thing on? Yeah, can you hear this? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, it's the holiday season. Is anyone lonely? Jesus Christ! Uh, That's the thing. I I know I know it's kind of a lonely time around the uh, the holidays because uh, my 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 ex girlfriend of uh, five years, my high school sweetheart, I haven't spoke to in five years. uh, She sent me a nude uh, picture that like that was her opener, and she had two black eyes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Totally true. Uh, I'm not going to show it to you. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Uh, happy to be here. I'm single. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm a single guy. And and, and dating dating's tough. It, re- it really is. Because, uh, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when every time I go on a date, girls are always, they always say this. They're always, like, guys only want to fuck with they, they don't want to know who I am as a person. Have you guys ever heard this before? And it's really shitty, cause, and it's kind of true, but, like, but like but like I, I, if you really want people to know who you are as a person if you really care about people knowing who you are inside you should just get fat uh that's what I did I used to be a hockey player and I used to be really in shape and then I just started smoking weed and I gained about 20 pounds and now people only fuck me for my personality uh, there's there's never a question uh you clearly care about me uh and that's just nice to know. And uh, and, it, and it is shitty because like they're usually like they're jocks. I used to think this way too, but like a lot of guys that I talk to, they only care about the exterior. They don't care about inside, and, and it's very shitty. And like the way these guys think, like let's say there was a retail store that sold women. Um, I know that's frowned upon, okay? Uh, but like the, just so high, for fun's sake, let, you know, ha ha ha. Let's say there was this retail store <laughs> that sold women, okay? And they had like three categories. They had hot women, average looking women, and ugly women. And in the first 10 minutes, all the hot women would be sold out. That's just how it would go. And the next like 15, 20 minutes, you would be like looking through the average girls and the ugly girls like, maybe somebody had a hot girl here, but he couldn't afford it, you know? Like, uh, you ever shop at Toys R Us? Never mind. Uh, you always hide the, toys you can't, you hide the toys you can't afford until you can afford it, okay? That's for two people, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then once you realize there's no hot girls hidden, and you'd go to the employee, you'd be like, "Hey, man, like, uh, uh, do you have any any more hot girls?" And like, no, another guy just asked me. I just went into the back. There's no hot girls here. But can I let you you know a little information, a little little insider tidbit? Uh, You see these hot girls here, these dimes? Um, Yeah, they're actually built effective. Uh, They they don't have souls. Uh, It's it's crazy. Like, they look great, but they don't give a shit about you. But you see these average-looking women here, the normal women? They actually care about you. They actually have a college degree. And if you have diabetes, they're going to take care of you. Right? And you see these ugly women over here? Uh, yeah, two for one, uh, right? And with all that information, the guy would be like, oh my God, I'm so happy I talked to you. Uh, but yeah, when are we getting those hot girls? You know? It's insane, right? Because you go for the two for one every time. Uh, that is a great deal. Uh, my name is Craig Edel. Thank you so much, everyone.
2: Two for
4: one, bitches. Yay, Greg Kettle. Oh, handling. The, I see. I just, I can't. I just, I wouldn't be into threesomes because I just don't like to share. You know what I mean? I'm one of the kids. I'm going to hide my toy. I don't want to share my toys. Fuck you. But sharing my favorite toy, you dicks. All right. I don't know if, it's Adolfo Cancino here? Did he show up yet? Adolfo? Adolfo casino. No, I said no. All right. You know who's here, though? He's an incredibly funny man, and we enjoy every time he's here at Mutiny Radio. You guys are going to love him, too, even though he's not wearing roller skates. It's Matthew Quirk!
2: Yeah!
14: Yeah, the roller skates are for special occasions. I don't want to seem like a gimmicky hack kind of comic up here or anything. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I am getting psyched for this this next year of TV. I am just getting so psyched for this. I am for television, especially this one program. It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff of Celebrity Apprentice. This one's Celebrity Apprentice the Presidency. I am so looking forward to this show. I mean, the fucking advanced promotions they've been doing, I'm fucking... I'm fucking riveted already. I mean, every day something new comes blasting out of that fucking show and it's not even on the air yet. And it's... (laughs) I am so interested. Are you telling me you guys aren't just fucking 100% interested in this show, right? It doesn't just like... Take over your whole day and they're just starting to like, you know tease us with some of the the secondary characters are going to be in the show and you could just see the fucking drama and the turmoil and the conflict and oh man, I'm just I just I'm so fucking excited about it. I mean like it seems like nothing else in my life matters anymore but this TV show it's so real and the stuff the stuff that comes out of there you cannot write this shit man Has they I mean are you you follow TV shows along right you predict who's when they're going to hook up who's going to get what's going to happen are you aren't you constantly surprised by this TV show? And they're just doing the promos now. We're not into the meat of it. We're not in fucking sweeps week yet. I mean, it is just, I'm already so 100% sold on this show. I can't wait to fucking not have friends anymore and just fucking download every episode and marathon, marathon, marathon. I'm going to be stuck on my TV. I'm going to be... My phone will be on a constant feed. It'll be the best, man. This show, I, I, you, are you guys with me or not? I mean, this is gonna, it's so exciting and everything hangs in the balance. It's not like those TV shows where you just have to pretend things matter. This is fucking gonna happen, man. Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, I got nothing else to live for anyway, right? You guys don't either right I mean the way this is going with the Trump presidency he's already moving in on all the resources like you you, who here is for solar power Anybody, solar power man the way they're gonna fucking gurgle through all this oil we're gonna need solar power in no time it's gonna be like we probably don't even have eight years left right it's gonna be you start working on your Armageddon I always wonder when he laughs the hardest, if there's a bad sign, a bad omen. Oh, I got to finish it up in a minute? Oh, I don't don't know. I don't know. I guess... Yeah, it's the end of the world jokes. You guys, everyone's taking it so negative, you know? You just got to hold the total destruction of mankind in the palm of your hand without judgment, right? Just like, namaste this, man. Just... When Falling Dive, I can't wait for the first real episode. I mean, when is it going to be January 20th already? All right, guys. Good luck in the future.
4: Good luck, motherfuckers, says Matthew Quirk. Great stuff, Matthew. Tonight, I love your awesome new premise. Huzzah! Our next comedian just walked in the room, uh, but we don't want to put him up because that's too quick. Is there an Adolfo yet? No Adolfo? Not a person who exists. Adam Gordon, is that a person? Adam Gordon. There he is. Hey, everybody. I don't know him. We're going to get to know him right now. <laughs> welcome him to the happy hour, everybody. Adam everybody. Gordon.
15: Yeah. All right. Mutiny Radio. Woo! Man, it's good to be here, guys. I'm, I'm 39 years old and doing comedy open mics. So welcome to the little My Midlife Crisis. It's so much fun. Uh, trying to figure out how I plug into the comedy scene. I'm, I, I think there's room for like a chunky Robert Downey Jr. Somewhere or, uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe I could work the Jewish angle. Like I, I know Jews control the media and I'm Jewish. So I'm waiting to play that card. But so far, all I've found out is I get together a couple times a year with other Jews and argue over whether or not a holiday starts tonight. It's, it's about the extent of it. Um, There's nothing funny about the election, so I I don't even. I've been trying to write jokes about it. It's like the it's like the great. It's it's like the four minute mile for comedians. Once someone cracks that code, all these people will be making (laughs) Trump jokes. But so far, it's just like we're sad. Um, All uh, all I can come up with is we're a divided country, and I how can we come together? Because I can't talk about the White House, but like, what will bring us together? And and I realize there is one moment in the history of almost every American over the age of like 25 that we share, a great disappointment that, that'll bring us together, and it's the moment we realized a continental breakfast sucked. Because <laughs> there's, there's before you had the free continental breakfast, and then there's after you realized it just meant we don't have a fucking kitchen. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old, guys. I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting crabby, stuff like that. You know, for me it's like getting old is this process of slowly going from fuck that guy to oh fuck I'm that guy. <laughs> and uh one thing bring in the real shit. Um, <laughs> one thing that uh that I've noticed that I'm getting especially crabby about is uh is airlines. Like when I was I know, this is original comic material. Let's complain about airlines. (laughs) Here's my unique comic take on airlines. Um, (laughs) It's, uh, I've, uh, I, uh, so the other day I went on an airline and they charged me for a carry-on. And that was like, I don't know if you guys had... I was outraged, and most people are, but this is a new thing. They're now charging for carry-ons, and everything is a la carte. And I feel like the next thing that's going to happen is I'm going to show up, and they're just going to hand me a rope and a harness and point to a little place to tie in on the plane. <laughs> and say, oh, I'm sorry. If you'd like the sweet, sweet comfort of flying inside solid steel at 600 miles an hour, please purchase our luxury premium indoor ticket. Otherwise, enjoy the fresh air on the way to Dubuque. So I, uh, yeah, I, I just scrapped in because I'm broke. Um, the other thing that I'm finding that I'm crabby about, it, this is just this one incident actually because this, this concept I support, hotels are doing this thing to save water where they're, they're saying you, know, you can leave your towels on the floor if you want them to launder it, otherwise you can reuse them and hang them on the rack, and I'm great with that. I, you know, I want to save the environment, but this one added this little thing at the end that just annoyed me. It said, thank you for saving the earth's vital resources. <laughs> That's the it's vital resources right there. Uh, so I'm dripping wet and and I'm really wanting a clean towel, and I just can't do it. And I'm annoyed at the guilt trip, but I'm also touched because they reminded me of my mom before I went to bed. It was sweet. I have a complicated relationship with my mom. She's uh, she's a psychiatrist, so I feel like if I went to therapy to work on it, she'd still win. All right, folks, that's my time. You guys have been great. Thank you so much for Unity Radio. <laughs> I'm Adam Gordon. You can follow me on Twitter at (laughs) Enthusiadam.
4: That's rad. Uh, Hey, everybody. Adam Gordon at Enthusiadam. Adam on Twitter. Yay. Thanks for coming to Mutiny Radio. Zah. Your next comedian, he's a favorite here on the happy hour. Uh, he has an alter ego named Werner Herzog, who sometimes does sets with him. But then sometimes he just talks about himself and it's all good because we love him very much. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey! He never did ask why, and he never knew the Pamela. I have gotten
16: to know you so well this past year, and it strokes my ego to no extent. That you have grown to feel the same, but the time for my return is not yet right. Uh, he's a he's a he's a complicated man, that Werner. He's a oh no, and only his woman understands. Wait, that's Shaft. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, shout out to uh, Jonathan, by the way, for uh, helping me open my bottle uh, just before I got up here because fuck doing comedy sober. Am I right, guys? Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been standing most of today, um, which is in sharp contrast to what I'm usually doing. I drive for ease now, so uh, that's that's been fun. But I've been standing most of today because I've been baking. Um, uh, and I, this is like my yearly thing. Instead of buying anyone presents, I just bake them a bunch of uh, various things. And this year, I tried to make uh, chocolate peppermint macaroons. Um, yeah, tried being the operative word. Um, they they turned out like these little Thin, I, I, I want to call them Thin Mints, but that's already a thing, and they're like, they look way shittier than actual Thin Mints, but they taste pretty good still. That's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> so, hard left turn now, guys. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, you know, I was talking about driving earlier, of course, um, but I, um, you know, you people know me as a, as a sexual gadabout. Uh, a, a di- <laughs> A, a dynamo, some have said. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. But I, I have been—I uh, have been ghosted on a few times. Uh, is there anyone here that doesn't know what ghosting is? No. Okay. Hm? You don't. Okay. Ghosting is just like when you're like talking to someone. You're and usually it's got like, you know, you've got designs on this person. You've been on a date or two, and then uh, they just like cut off all communication, or, or you cut off all communication. That's and you've just been ghosted. Um, and, and, like, I, uh, you know, I've always felt like it's really dumb, not only because you don't let the other person grow at all, but also it's very, you know, insensitive and just totally selfish. Um, and then, you know, that's not to say that, you know, you should give every person that you go out on even one date with, you know, like an itemized list of every fault you found in them, but at the same time, you know, consider that you could potentially improve another human being if you told them, here are a few things you could maybe stand to work on. Um, and, you know, I know that most people, when someone tells them they need to change, will just dismiss it out of hand because most of us are stubborn idiots, but, you know, consider that when you share an emotional bond with someone, you're in a unique position to, uh, you know, leverage that connection, uh, that trust, and just before you drive the knife into their heart and tell them that you can never work out together, you can give them a few things to work on for next time, because, you know, don't isn't that why any of us dates, to, you know, better ourselves and learn more about the people around us? Did I mention i don't date much um, <laughs> yeah i uh I tried online dating uh, we're breaking so much new ground here airplanes online dating it's all it's all unpreviously untrod we're we we're we're, we're we're the we're the pioneers here at mutiny radio uh, <laughs> I tried online dating, but it's a frustrating game with ever-changing rules, and it's just not worth in navigating the labyrinthine systems inherent in any of your Tinders, your OK Cupids, your Bumbles. Um, because what would happen to me nine times out of ten is I would, you know, ta- start talking to someone, and like a few days in, I'd be like, "Hey, you want to meet up?" and the, and and they would almost always be like, "Oh, I've actually been talking to this other person for a while, and it's getting kind of serious. Bye forever." Um, I had two, I had two very tepid OK Cupid dates. Um, but my favorite one was this girl who insisted that I email her instead of just using the messaging system on the website. Right? Right? This guy gets it. Um, and then, and then we, we finally meet up and she spends the entire time talking about herself and her poetry, her slam poetry, and she gives me a book and insists I read it. And like the only way that it could have made any sense at all is if it was like a book of her poetry, if this had just been an elaborate con job to get me to read her poetry. That would have made so much more sense. I'm Stefan Massey. Happy holidays.
4: Sometimes it was an elaborate job. She just wanted you to read her book. That's a new thing they're doing on Craigslist. They're they're saying that they want to date you, but they really just want you to read their book. No one wants to read poetry, I know. If I read another poem about someone's third abortion, I'm in a... I've only had two abortions, I, I, uh, and I don't write poetry. you got to write jokes about that shit. Your next comedian has never had an abortion. I can say that because he does not... Have a uterus. Uh, he does, however, have a great sense of humor, and you guys are gonna love him, everybody. John Gallagher.
17: In my more and more. Hello. That was a what? Oh yeah, there you go. Thank you. Hey, oh, nice, cool. Yeah, I did it. Hey, uh, I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go see Star Wars at 10:30. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Is it's good? Is it fun? I don't, what? Okay, yeah. Spoiled that I'm seeing it? Okay. Uh, uh, no, it's like I, I saw uh, the best Star Wars movie already last week, though. I saw, I was in a bar the other day, and they put on Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's still the best. Thank you. Yeah. Still the best. And I think I saw it the way that it was meant to be seen, uh, slowly blacking out on silent. I think that's how it is meant to be seen. Perfect. Um, I think the best thing, too, is when you're slowly blacking out and you got, we'll get to watch a Yoda's training montage with Luke, it's really that great thing. They're on the swamps of Dagobah. You know, he's teaching about his Jedi powers. And You have that thing where uh, Yoda's riding on Luke's back through the swamps. He's like hustling, and sprinting. You're like, God, this guy's a great teacher. You know, that's all. It's the only thing that teaches you. Uh, yeah, because he's uh, riding on his back. It's, it makes no sense. Anyway, uh, Guys, uh, I, uh, I'm reading a lot about Scientology. Have anybody read? The, has anybody read the book uh, Going Clear at all? It's one of my favorite books. Yeah, it's really, yeah, really good, uh, really amazing. One of my favorite parts of that book is if you know anything about Elron Hubbard. Elron Hubbard, if you're surprised by Trump, Elron Hubbard already happened. Okay, why are you shocked? American people love retarded idiots on speed okay like <laughs> if you're a moron who's racist who can type and you're on methamphetamines you are gonna get to the top of the world baby uh, that's because uh, that's l ron hubbard right um And one of my favorite things about L. Ron Hubbard, though, is that he got up before he got his big jump into Scientology. He was friends with this guy named Jack Parsons. Uh, It's a detail that in the book. Jack Parsons, yeah, one of the founders of NASA, uh, in case you didn't know. One of America's greatest scientists. And the reason they were hanging out was they were hanging out in Northern California because they were in a commune where they would spend their time fucking young women uh, and then coming on a pentagram so they could try and summon the devil. So... That should be a great thing to you. That's that all the rich elite and the poor stupid need to do is just bond together over their belief in the devil. (laughs) If there's anything you should know. One of the best scientists in American history believed in the devil. He's like, we're going to pioneer space exploration. We're going to go to the farthest ends of the universe. But I got to be a good boy. Otherwise, a man with red horns is going to do bad things to me. It's fucking crazy to me, right? The other thing, too, is they have to ejaculate on a pentagram for the devil to come. The devil should raise his standards, <laughs> right? Like, the, God gets churches. God gets worshipped. The devil just goes wherever somebody ejaculates on a pentagram, you know? And he's like, he's like yeah, and you know, it's like fucking, hey, uh, you know, it's like they say God works in mysterious ways, but, you know, I'm, a, I'm pretty kooky, too. I don't play by... <laughs> I don't play by anybody's rules but my own. Uh, the, the other thing, too, is uh, uh, we've got virtual reality coming out. I hope I want to get one of those Oculus Rifts. That'd be cool. Uh, one of my old roommates had one, and I was like, now I get to masturbate to virtual reality in my roommate's room. This is going to be cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be dope. But you get an Oculus Rift. That's the thing is we're inventing vo- virtual reality, and that's awesome. But the thing is, I think with virtual reality becoming like a great thing, uh, That means virtual reality is going to happen, AI is happening, all these technological advancements. I don't think we're ever going to see aliens, though, ever. That's because virtual reality just makes better porn. AI just makes better porn. They've already said, like, most robots in the future will have vaginas. More humans will be fucking robots with vaginas than other people in the future, right? You think aliens are going to go past the planet and be like, oh, look at Earth. And they just see a bunch of monkeys just fucking the things they created, like, ugh, and they're like, oh, gross. All right, let's uh, fucking pass by that. Like, Earth just created AI to have, like, sentient fleshlights. Uh we're like, look, we're great. We're great humans. Like, why'd you invent me, Maker? To make you sad. I'm sorry. I'm the one to cover you in my liquid shame. Yes. All right. Well, that was weird. Hey, let's go.
4: Liquid Shame with John Gallagher and a 40 of Miller Lite. He is a classy dame. Your next comedian hails to us all the way from Humboldt in the Great North, the Great North doing great comedy up there, visiting us here for Christmas or whatever reason. You're in for a treat because he's here for you, for Christmas, you guys. Put your hands together right now for Tony Persego!
18: Hey there, I didn't even realize. I thought I was the after-after, John. Uh, Hi, you guys, I'm Tony. Uh, Yeah, I've lived for the last 16 years in Humboldt, uh, but... uh, uh, You guys think you had a bad 2016. (sighs) Um, Okay. I'm here in San Francisco right now, and I'm actually uh, kind of living here now in a way. It's not really living, so I don't know if you'd call it that. But uh, uh, I'm living at the outer sunset in the house of a guy that I knew 24 years ago because I'm old. And... uh, Let's see how do I explain this he uh he He lived in this house with his girlfriend when he was a paralegal and she had some really good job and it's thirty three fucking hundred dollars a month for this house in the outer sunset and uh she left him and uh he's been living there on his own for the last like year or so, and she has been paying his rent right like fucking living in the, like a nice house. Multiple bedrooms," he said. "He's uh he's not looking for work. He's not working. He actually uh, watches TV till like five in the morning and then sleeps till two or three in the afternoon. Um, living the dream, and uh <laughs> and he says this to me because he's selling off his shit little by little to survive. Um, he's absolutely fucking crazy. I don't. I you, um, seriously, somebody give me a job so I can get the fuck out of there. Um." <laughs> He uh, says this to me because he's got in his uh, entry closet, like, he says he's got like eight leather jackets in there. And he's like, how many leather jackets does a guy really need? And I'm like, you've been unemployed for 18 months. Zero. You need zero fucking leather jackets. Why have you not already sold these things, mister? I'm calling PG&E if I see how I can give him half of what I fucking owe him for this month. But I'm going to go out and blow 80 bucks at the fucking bar tomorrow night selling my leather jackets on eBay uh, he's got a really he had a really great like music collection and that's pretty much gone but he's like I burned everything before I sold it so I've got it here on my computer and uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing there uh, I'm unemployed I w- I did move to Chicago um, and that did not take um, it didn't neither did the uh, neither did the woman um, Yeah, you know what it's like to hear the words I think I might move back in with my ex-husband and then two days later all of her shit's gone? (laughs) Yeah, someone gets the pain. Um, It's wonderful. So I I, uh, said, okay, well I can't stay in Chicago so this jerk-off that I knew 25 years ago said, oh, I've got a place you can stay. And there I am. And thanks a lot to Pam for getting me high for the first time like in two fucking months before I get up here. (laughs) So I have no idea what I'm doing. The last time I was here was great, actually. It was very triumphant. I had, like, my whole family was sitting there watching and all this other shit. And then, uh, yeah, I don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> I know this is the saddest, the saddest five minutes ever. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a manipulative opportunist. And I'm like, then why the fuck am I living in my idiot, dipshit friend's <laughs> basement, the one he's not even paying for? But acting like it's going to get paid for for the rest of his life. That must be nice. Uh, I got this temp job uh, working at an insurance company, entering names into a computer. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be two weeks, and then after three days, they're like, "Sorry, you already did it all." I was like, "That what?" I was like, "You don't have anything else?" To, no, sorry, you're done. Uh, we're really yeah. That just instead of eleven days, you get three and a half. <laughs> you did all the work. Sorry, uh, that was great. Um, so yeah, uh, no, like you said, where's the weed? I don't know, but I don't have it. Um, it's not, you know, sitting right here. Yeah, Humboldt County, you know, was, Humboldt County means I was waiting for the smart ass. You're not in the crowd tonight. That's good. That's good. Um, Humboldt County, though, you know, it's hard to live up there. It really is. Uh, you got to do four different things, uh, work for eight different people. I, actually, the last job I had up there was running a, a campaign for guy <laughs> ran for Board of Supervisors. That was a lot of fun. Um, I actually was got worried after two weeks. The guy's like doesn't know where he is or where he's going or what he's doing whatever well, i supposed to be I think home. I don't know get out of here and uh, He was hapless and then he sat down for the debate and is you know They said well, what about grazing in the marshlands and his opponents like I ah, you know There's gonna need to be studies. They're gonna have to do studies And then Mike's like well, they've done the studies and here's what we need to do And I was like, holy shit, man This guy all of a sudden turns into the most articulate fucker I've ever seen in my life if a if everybody ran for an office like that, we'd actually have an informed public. That'd be nice. I know this has been so sad. This is my first time up like in two months. Just give me a break. And I just got high for the first time. It's just, it's just like everything came together to make a perfect storm of just suck shit. That's what had happened. That's good, all right. Good night.
4: Tony yeah. Portugal, all the way from that crazy place up there in Humble, Lovely stuff. Uh, your next comedian, he's another new comedian here on the, uh, not a new comedian, but a new comedian to us. He has a really pretty card he gave me. It looks like a bear on top of a, uh, like a hippopotamus unicorn. Pretty amazing. You guys, we're all going to love him. Clap wildly for Trey Henney. You believe in love at first That's a rhino cat,
19: by the way, Pam. That's a Commando Crab Maga move. Uh, You'll thank me for that later. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, You want to think rhino? Like, uh, who's the biggest guy in the room right now? This is not a comedian thing to do. Uh, He is trying to hit me, he's trying to attack me, and I'm small, and I, I can't get away, so I'm gonna go in close, and I'm gonna make a rhino nose like this. That's my defense and offense, and then I'm gonna reach out with this hand and scratch his eyes out, rhino cat. (laughs) <laughs> so, Pam, when you keep that card later, you're going to remember that's my self-defense move that's going to save my life. <sighs> How you guys doing tonight? <laughs> Alright. So, working the drive-thru, late one night at Jack in the Box. girl came in. I knew her from high school, so I gave her a free drink. She said, thanks, Trey. You're a doll. As she was driving away, I leaned my head out the window and I yelled back, I am not a doll. I am an action figure. I don't really like bank tellers. They're all nice and cute. They laugh at my jokes, which makes me overconfident. And I try to ask them out. They say things like, I would, but I can see your bank account. <laughs> and like I totally get it too, because I don't know what to do if she says yes. I'm gonna be like, let's sneak in my parents' basement. We'll watch Ninja Turtles and eat Surf and Turf. And if she's still with me at that point. It's her fault, because there are some clear warning signs. First of all, surf and turf is what I call it when I mix the shrimp flavor packet with the beef flavor packet in my ramen noodles. I don't really have a DVD player as much as I have an old PlayStation 2, which kind of works sometimes and kind of doesn't work most of the time. Significantly increasing my chances of starting the evening with equipment failure. Yeah. I don't even know how to talk to girls. Like, this girl the other day told me she had DSL, and I was like, I'm pretty sure everyone has high-speed internet nowadays. I just use the free Wi-Fi at Starbucks. (laughs) If you didn't get it, ask that guy, he'll explain it to you later. (laughs) So, I work at a fast food restaurant. You may recognize me if you've ever strolled through at two in the morning and heard this, oh, this is the Falcon Lord, and you are at the greatest restaurant in the world. Jack in the box. Go ahead and order whenever you're ready. (laughs) I'm gonna recognize you guys. If you say something like, yeah, Falcon Lord, we just came through. You got our order wrong. Yeah, that's my response to my boss when I have to explain that too. So I make mistakes at my work, but the customers, they're not that much better either. (laughs) I don't know what kind of jobs you have, but I know there are at least three million other food service workers, because I checked on the Bureau of Labor Statistics Report for 2015 before I came here, because sometimes I like to back up my jokes with facts. I don't care what job you have, you have seen some kind of example like this. Customer comes up, they say, I want a number four, and I say, sure, regular fries or curly fries. And they say, yes. (laughs) So I repeat the question. This time I had hand signals. Would you like regular fries or curly fries? This step may be repeated several times. Eventually I get to the next question, small, medium, or large. And once in a while I get a customer that asks, is that going to make my burger bigger or smaller? Yeah, because I got Dave Zelinsky in the back. He's warming up his shrink ray over there like <laughs>
20: <laughs> HE SAID MEDIUM! <laughs> LARGE!
2: <laughs>
20: Doesn't usually happen.
19: <sighs> OK. So there's a lot going on there <laughs> in the food service world. And we're packed in so tight almost like this stage, but I'm going to do this joke anyway, that just trying to move around is like trying to solve one of those Chinese puzzles with the sliding pieces. You know, the ones with little square piece, and you move one square and it makes a space, and you move another square into that space, and you move two squares to the left, one square up, one square right, one square back to the left, because you did it wrong, so nothing looks right, and everyone's confused. And if I have to restock something, it's not just a job anymore. It's an adventure. (laughs) I might look at my screen and see, I need six Chacos, three chicken sandwiches, and three medium curly fries. It's the end. I'm gonna look in my refrigerator and see I'm out of curly fries. So I gotta zigzag through three employees, duck on the refrigerator door that just opened, jump over the stack of boxes in the refrigerator, run into the freezer, grab the stack of boxes, hit it because it won't open, ground and pound, ground and pound, elbow drop. It's the most electrifying move in the food service industry. Grab my bag of curly fries, rush through the refrigerator door, triple stack box, and look over the boxes, get through the boxes, grab the stack, back, look at the screen. Customer changes order to regular fries. And that's my time with Trey Haney. Thank you, guys.
4: Trey Haney, everybody. All right. Just so everybody remembers, if you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Your next comedian, hey, he hails to us from Southern bay area some people say that san jose isn't in the bay area but i disagree uh you're gonna love his comedy everybody it's Fucko! And all the
8: while. what's up hey i you guys i like game shows anybody like game shows let's play a game show you ready i just made it this is the pilot and now and now live from the SF Muni bus. It's time to play. Who's sober? Woo! Your first contestant is the driver of the bus. Guys, is he sober? All right knows the right answer. All right, guys. If you guys are together, you're going to win something. Okay, your next contestant is a future 14 year old Cholo. Guys, is he sober? No. All right, get together, you'll win something. Your third contestant is a twofer, a mother and her newborn baby. All right, guys, are they sober? Not the baby. they're sober guys it's a mom and a newborn baby <laughs> i'm here uh guys on 16th and mission guys there's a guy you could get bus transfers from for one dollar did you not hear what i said pure uncut transfers 24 hours. <laughs> but you know, my favorite bus, though, is the 48, because 48 goes by the one of the SF Muni stations where all the drivers stop by, and it's cool because no one expects you to steal a ride there, because you see all the bus drivers there, but that's the safest spot to do it. Moving on. <laughs> I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. Uh, you guys heard of that show Entourage? Yeah. I just finally saw the movie. The only thing is, when I saw it, I saw it by myself. Shouts out to the back. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know it, dog. Th- Yo, I'm smoking weed, guys. Anybody else smoking weed? I'm rolling joints. I got my cannabis card. I met some other guy with a bigger cannabis card. He he could carry up to 500 pounds of weed if he wanted to. And my only thing is, is like, why am I the only one rolling joints then, dude? <laughs> He's all, man, I could go anywhere, any state, man. 500 pounds, man. And all he has is the papers. That's all he has, man. Uh, To roll the weed. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here. I'm doing good, guys. I'm from San Jose. Anybody know where that is? Uh, improv right there, dude. I rocked the show there. Right in front on the sidewalk, dog. (laughs) My name is Facko. Thank you, guys.
4: Facko! Did you guys know that the taco truck was invented in San Jose? Thank you, San Jose. Thank you, San Jose. Everyone clap it up for San Jose right now. Inventing the motherfucking taco truck! Changing all of our lives. Uh, Your next comedian... I, I, I mean... He's a life-changing person every day. I remember a couple years ago, it was the middle of the day and we were both drunk and I said to him, what do you want to do with your life? And he said, if I just make one person laugh every day, then I'm doing my job because I'm a comedian. You guys, yeah. laugh right now because it's Keith D'Souza! Do something that might have been true I changed my goal. Since then, I'd like to make two people laugh.
21: Go big. Yeah, you guys watching that fireplace channel to the stay warm this time of year? Guys know the fireplace channel? Yeah. Spoiler alert, the log burns by the end of it. <laughs> that was you were waiting you you had it recorded? You were waiting. Try watching it on Fast Forward. 3X. That's how that's how KT gets down. 2016, what a wild year, huh? What a crazy year! I feel like 2016 was a year where we were just like, "Fuck it, let's rage, shots, whippets, blackout drunk." <laughs> 2017's gonna be the hangover year. We wake up like, "What the fuck did we do last year?" Yeah, we we picked a B-list celebrity to be president. What? <laughs> That's puking. I'm not a good actor. It's, uh, you know, white people are going crazy. White people are freaking out. They're calling each other racist. Let me calm it down with that a little bit. It's inflammatory, you know? Racist is like white people's N-word. Because you guys can say it to each other, and that's OK. But when I try to get in on it, that's fighting words. So congratulations, white folks. You you finally got your own N-word. Uh, uh, yeah. They're going crazy. They go. oh New Balance is racist. You guys hear that? New Balance is racist. Really? New, hey, he's supporting them. How? Why would New Balance come out as racist? They support Trump. They're racist. Look, just because you support Trump doesn't make you a racist. All right, there's other reasons. Maybe you're a business owner. You want to pay less taxes, right? Maybe like me, you're a wrestling fan. Say what you will about Trump. As a wrestling fan, I am proud to live in a country where Stone Cold Steve Austin beat up our president. I am proud of that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's some scary shit, though. Like, like in the Supreme Court. Probably going to make abortion hard to access in a lot of states. You know, the shitty states. Not, not in California, though. Right, like Alabama, but I don't see that happening in California. They can't make abortion illegal in California. We'll pay more taxes to fund it. So let's run campaigns in places like, you know, Alabama or Texas. You know, run some commercials over there. Like, need an abortion? Well, why not take an abortion? That's right. <laughs> an abortion vacation to the greatest state in the country, California. Get rid of a fetus and go see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> That's gonna you know, catch on over there. I'm glad I live in California. I moved here a few years ago. I I got my medical weed card. Yeah, yeah cause I was sick. I was really sick. Man, I was downright ill. Shit, it's six years later. I'm still sick. All right. All right, I want your honest opinion, all right? I'm going to do a little focus group. This set is being recorded for quality assurance purposes. <laughs> How many people thought that was an excellent joke? Round of applause if you thought that was an excellent joke. All right, OK. Five, all right. How many of y'all thought it was a, a mediocre joke, a, de- a decent joke, Not, nothing special? A round of applause. All right. Fam thinks it's mediocre. <laughs> How many of y'all thought it was a piss-poor joke? Round of applause if you thought it was a piss-poor joke. I should never tell it again. Tony Persico. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys a. You thought it was piss-poor? Yeah, it's piss-poor joke. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I'll tell you guys a secret. I'll tell you guys a secret though. Yeah, no, you don't have to. If you thought it wasn't, if you didn't think it was a piss poor joke, you didn't have to say something. You're throwing off my results here, dude. Because I think you applauded for me to. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna. Because I I didn't write that joke. That sometimes when you do comedy, you know your friends from before you started doing comedy will be like, "Hey man, I got a I got a great joke for your act." Yeah. What... Uh, you know, most of the time you, you just gotta humor them, but in the back of your mind, think, "No fucking way is this gonna work." But this time, I, you know, I, I thought, "What the hell? I'll try it." And normally I wouldn't do it, but you know, he's actually in the hospital right now. <laughs> yeah, he—he—he's really sick. All right, he's. How sick is he? Well, they—they <laughs> they don't have medical weed there. He lives in Illinois. See. He is downright ill. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. I had a really special time with you guys this evening. Thank you for having me.
4: He's a special guy. That was Keith Susa. you lucky bastards. You got to experience that. Uh, uh, David Roth, are you here? I don't see you. You are here. He is here. Hey, you guys need to be excited about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017. One of our sponsors is Destiny's Mom, brought to you by your next comedian. Everybody, it's David Roth!
22: Coming home to a place he never did, been I, did I miss more. the when you called?
4: Oh no, I just didn't see you walk in. I'm sorry.
22: We oh got Pamela. Remember when that guy uh, with no health insurance did a crazy split? <laughs> That was fucking nuts. What was he thinking? That was really commitment to the bit, huh? Where did he think he was fucking playing? Uh, he was not in this room. He was streaming bigger. I, uh, I had like this, this really cute girl come up to me after a show uh, recently. And she was like, your name's David Roth? Are you named after David Lee Roth,
2: the rock star?
22: (laughs) I was like, well, actually I'm named after David Levi Roth, the Polish cabinet maker who fucked Ethel Goldstein. Wait, where are you going? I thought, (laughs) I thought, I thought we were flirting. bitch uh, i um i'm better off yeah um i'm dating this new girl pam she's she's fucking i'm excited i'm really excited uh, but like it's kind of as a comedian it's kind of shitty because her stories are so much better than me like every story she has is better than all the stories i have like she was telling me she was in la like as an actress and one of her friends got this job a role as a deaf guy and he was a method actor so like the moment that he got that job he just started talking like a deaf person to commit to the bit so he was just talking like this and like if she was in the other room and she called to him he wouldn't respond like if he was just so fucking committed to the bit and she was also cast across from him like as the co-star um but then they actually found out his girlfriend, this is just a story. Uh, if you're wondering where a classic joke structure is, it's not going to be in this particular thing. but uh the person playing across from him f- across from him, like the lead who she was playing only had one leg, like that's the person in the movie, and they actually found an amazing actress with one leg, and so the girl I'm dating got sort of shunned from the movie. She got cast out, and instead, this guy was going to play a role with that girl. But she found that out. From the deaf guy, while playing, <laughs> while in his deaf voice, so he she's <laughs> like, "Can't there's something that you should know? We found another actor to play the role. It can't be me." And she just like didn't know if it was fucking serious or not. And then, like, one time one of her crazy-ass, like, exes came over and he, like, knew her from, like, he knew the ex from Facebook and he was just, like, walking. He's like, what the fuck are doing? What the fuck he you doing? Is this, like, too offensive because I'm doing, like, a, a slightly retarded voice? Is that what everyone's worried about? Oh, my God, I just spent all my time with a deaf voice. Um, I was... <laughs> I'm, I have this joke. I, I know Pam's seen it, but... Uh, <laughs> It's basically uh, about seeing this, like, Jewish stripper. Uh, I, had the, I saw this Jewish stripper, and uh, basically, the joke is, I'm not even going to do the joke because I don't really have time for that, but she's like, my name's not Raquel, it's Ruchel. And then I say in the joke, I'm like, and then I came. <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, this, it's what my mother would have wanted. And then this guy fucking, he heckles me. He's like, don't you think a Jewish mother wouldn't want you to prematurely ejaculate? And that guy, like, what kind of fucking weird ass baggage does that guy have? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, is he, it's like he just growing up and just like, Avi, no matzo ball soup till you finish your kegels, OK? We can't have you creaming in your khakis, OK? Your sperm needs to go to the promised land, Avi. All right, this has been really fun. Thanks, Pam, and the clubhouse.
4: David Roth doing voices for us. I didn't know he had it in him. It's so exciting. All right, your next comedian has a great show here every Friday from noon to two called The Weekly Review. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Roman Y.
23: Reimer. Hey. hey. Thank you. Thanks, good to be back, I haven't been here. Well, I was here all day. But I haven't been doing comedy in a while, I took a break. Uh, I was really angry about a lot of things and I recognize that one can find humor in a lot of frustrating and unjust situations. And it's also a little bit different if you come to a comedy space and you just yell about uh, police, uh, depending on people's sense of humor. So I just have some jokes about that. Uh, I gotta find a way to deal with it somehow. So I do, I'm a pretty uh, sensitive person, I'm pretty empathic. A lot of things I see around uh, make me quite sad about the world and one thing that makes me, I think I'm really offended by is when people refer to police officers as pigs. I think that's really insensitive because pigs are intelligent creatures that don't systematically murder people. It's, it's, uh, it's really insulting. Um, so one thing, thanks, right on. Um, for folks who don't recognize, uh, there's that idea of, uh, there's the idea of the, uh, the, oh, there's just a few bad apples, just a few bad apples. And meanwhile, over 1,000 people have been murdered by police uh, this year alone in the United States. So that's just one fact. Something else is that they all pay into the Police Officers Association. So even if they're not out there murdering people, they still pay in to uh, provide the legal defenses for the folks who do murder people. That's not a joke, just a fact in reality that I'm sharing with listeners and everyone here. So, there we go. Uh, I don't really believe in borders. I think it's a myth, this idea that somehow land is separated because someone said it was. And I, I think it would be a much better world if we lived without borders. And unfortunately, they, uh, when they closed the Borders bookstores a few years ago, I think there was a miscommunication. Because I think it would be a lot easier for everyone if we actually just were able to walk around the world freely. Because that's, that's how the earth is. But humans mess a lot of things up. And that's just my... Uh, my uh, opinion of it, though, although I don't think I'm wrong about that. Something else, I happen to be a trans-masculine person. I don't believe in labels, I don't believe in gender. As soon as you're born, people say, even before you're born, people say, oh, what is it? They, like, people like to separate people into two boxes, which I think is ridiculous, given that there's billions of people in the world. And even people who don't even believe in astrology, uh, there's like 12 signs in astrology, yet there's only two genders. It's like, <laughs> come on, make some sense about this. So I don't, really, I don't really even believe in gender, and so I was socialized, though, as female growing up. So my experience of the world is slightly... So I've had men kind of view me as such and in a really gross way, and then now there's more just of a... So there was being viewed as sexual, sexualized in some ways, which now still happens. And then also uh, now there's more of a being viewed as a kind of push each other around kind of a way, which is also unpleasant. So a message out there for all the women out there is that uh, men also hurt each other in addition to hurting women. So not really a joke, it's the unfortunate <laughs> truth. I sometimes, I'm not really afraid that I'm too radical, but I don't even like using that word. So I'm like, oh, I just see the world and I want everyone to live in peace and, and freedom and be safe to walk down the street. I don't think that's radical, but some people do. But I look back to how I was in high school. And when I was a senior in high school, I wrote a paper saying the world would be a lot better if we murdered all men. True story. And the teacher took me aside afterwards and was like, uh, I think we need to talk about this. I'm really concerned about you. And uh, you know, I met your dad and he seems like a really cool guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he is, he's actually a really cool guy. Maybe I should have been more specific about the types of behaviors that are exhibited in the, in the world that need to be stopped. And you clearly see that that's now still true with the way things are. And uh, there's a lot that's happening. Folks have been for a long time saying we need to end white supremacy, we need to end the patriarchy, we need to end capitalism. And now we're kind of seeing it on a broader scale and more people are paying attention to it. And it's a shame that it's had to get this far. And it's also a shame it's been around for a long time. Not a joke, just uh, up here on a stage. And uh, can't really make fun of it because it's it's here and uh, people are being attacked. A friend of mine was attacked in New York City this past Saturday. Not a joke, but wanted to put that out there for folks to look out for each other and to learn self-defense and to fight back against fascists and fascism any way we can. Thanks very much.
4: Fight fascism! Fight the power! Roman Reimer, yay! All right, moving down the list. Jonah Pollock's not here. Nope. And the Adolfo guy never came. All right. Hey, one more time. All right. Here we go. He's got creepy shorts. It's so cold out, and I have no idea what the fuck he's doing with his life. You're gonna love him, everybody. It's Brady Hold.
2: (laughs)
24: There we go. We're recording. I uh, I got these out of Nick Sworzen's closet. Here we go. Dressing the elephants in the room. You guys having fun here the Mutiny Radio? No, I got it out of the closet. It was in the men's section though. So that's my excuse, officer. Uh I uh anybody have an STD? Anyone? <laughs> Pam, Josh, anyone? No. Jonathan. <laughs> S- seven. Craig. Yeah. I'm not sure. You could do, I don't know. I worry about that every time I pass a blunt. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Yeah. Anyway, I went to the STD clinic, and, you know, here's the cruel irony is that the girl who uh, does the STD tests, she's actually really cute. She's like this beautiful blonde bombshell, and you're like, hey, if uh, you don't find anything on this test, give me a call. But if you find something, give me a call. (laughs) And what... Talk about, like, the first line of defense. If you are worried about getting an STD, what would be better than having a girlfriend who was a nurse who checked for STDs? Be like, hey, are you cheating on me? Is this herpes? Is this a tick bite? I don't know. You tell me. Um, I know. It's horrible. I, uh, I was thinking there's got to be, like, celebrities out there with, like, STD-like names, like Syphilis Cage, Right? Or uh, Pee Wee Herpes, Christina Crabblegate, Or now we're just going to start naming STDs after celebrities. Like there's a staph infection inside the vagina. It's a burning sensation. It smells. They're calling it Lawrence Fishburn. (laughs) Yeah. Fishburn. Or... I'm sure you guys have seen one of many failed uh, Fantastic Four movies. Have you seen The Thing with his Rocky-like exterior? You know, hes uh, they've got this, uh, so it makes your genitalia rock-like. And you know which celebrity has it? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, that's a penis choke inside of a penis choke inside of a celebrity. You have to go to 10 years of community college to get at that level of humor. (laughs) Woo! Talking comedy here tonight. You guys, uh, you ever read Moby Dick? (laughs) Started to read that. There's more semen in that book than there are than there is at a ball pit at McDonald's. There's more semen and Moby Dick than there is at a ball pit at the Folsom Street Fair. Which I would say would be pretty empty because there's a lot of kinky stuff that goes on there. You get it? Because it's an empty ball pit. You guys talking about letting your nuts out. Letting them. Thank you. We'll get through this. We'll get through this together. How about um, other things? Jokes, funny premises, hilariousnesses, and punchlines. Pratt Falls and Scenarios. Well, uh, I canceled my Netflix membership, you guys. Yeah. I, I know, I just binged the final episode of Narcos because I, I needed to know what happened to Pablo Escobar. Uh, but uh, now, now without Netflix, I don't know how I'm gonna chill. I like, I've canceled my Netflix. <laughs> It was too perfect. Anyway, let's end there. Thank you, anybody. Land, I'm Brady Old.
4: Brady Old, wearing the shortest shorts in the deepest of winters. Why? People ask why. Your next and last comedian. He's a lovely human being. Uh, it's Tomorrow is Hanukkah, and we should all spin a dreidel. Uh, with our our favorite uh, comedian here today. And I did a house party once years ago, and um, he has great backyard. His parents' house is very nice. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Alkabez! Hey, make me the one that you love.
25: What's up, people? Who's thanking God it's Friday, right? Woo! Yeah, you better be, because he died on the cross for your sins. So, just, you know um i i recently gave up my car i don't have a car anymore i'm too dumb to have a car in the city there's too many rules when you're driving a car so i switched to the bus because there's like no rules on the bus there's so (laughs) think about it driving a car you have to keep in mind like parking like making sure not to park during street cleaning double don't cross double yellow lines go the speed limit take the taking the bus there's like three rules or like there's like two and a half rules first rule Pay probably maybe pay. That's the half rule. Maybe throw a couple bucks in the tip jar, you know. Um, keep the city going. And then the other, and then other than that, it just don't take your dick out or punch the bus driver, and you get to ride the bus. That's yeah. Um, well, you have a car and a home, so you're good. Um, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one glamorous part about Brady Hold's situation is no bus, no bus for Brady. Um, yeah, and you don't own the bus. You know what I mean? It's it's nice. You don't have to, like, worry about maintenance. Um, one time I was on the bus and, and some weird shit happened, and I looked, I made eye contact with this guy, and then I said, not my bus, and then I went back to reading, and it was a pretty, it did pretty well. Um, so just remember that. Um, so last week, the Electoral College, like, Officially sat down and decided to put Donald Trump in office like they, they It's what they had to do more or less for their job But no, they totally could have they totally could have not done it But it's still like they were in this weird position. I don't know Do you think when they got in the room to like do it? They were all just like oh my god, you guys are we doing this? You guys this is crazy. Oh my god. I'm never gonna forget this day. I love you guys. This is nuts um But think about it, though, because they, like, their role is to, like, elect whoever the people elect unless that, like, and, like, they could have, they would have been allowed to do something else in this situation because of the circumstances. Like, they could have put in a Democrat. They could have put in, like, a moderate Republican. They're in, they were in such a weird position that, like, it would have been, it even would have been an upgrade if they just put in, like, a less shitty celebrity. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, if they got out of that meeting and they were just like, so we talked it over and we're going to go with Regis Philbin. Um, We would all be like, all right. I mean, he doesn't really know anything about policy, but seems like he has a good attitude, I guess. Seems like a nice man who doesn't say horrible things, you know. They tell him, like, Regis, we want you to be president. He's like, only if I can do it with Kelly. He's like, yeah, you want... They're like, yeah, you want Kelly to be your vice president? No, me and Kelly, president. We're president together. Let's do it. Um, It's my, I don't know, what else else do I know about Regis? Is he even relevant anymore? Is he, I don't know. Um, One thing that confuses me politically are like, like very wealthy young people, like trust fund kids who go to college or high school and join the young republicans. It just seems like a weird thing to me for that they're getting involved in government when they're rich as fuck. Like it's just like you could be in Aruba on a jet ski. Why are you learning to like take food stamps away? That's hard. That's hard. That's like legislation and you have to sit behind a desk and read. Go to the Hamptons and fuck your longtime family friend. That's what rich people do, right? They fuck their longtime family friends in the Hamptons. I don't know, it's not a real stereotype, but it just feels right. It just feels like you're tall and blonde and hot. I'm tall and, hot and tall and blonde and hot. Let's let's make some sex. Um, <laughs> rich people like to fuck, and they just think I don't know. I bet rich people have awesome sex. That's 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 a different theory. I'll more on that next time. Thank you very much. Who runs
4: to the sea. John Algabez has theories. Yay! I enjoyed that set very much. Uh, Hey, everybody. That was the happy hour. We did it. We got through 23 comedians in less than two hours. I still have time to smoke a cigarette. I'm so excited. Before your next show, which is PamTastic's Comedy Clubhouse, today's theme is really no theme, but it's called All I Want for Xmas is Comedy. Uh, Also for Hanukkah, because they all start together. Uh, Here's the deal. If you stick around, it's five. You don't have to pay if you're a comedian, but if you do, you get a treat. And it is uh, handmade salted caramel with marijuana in it. So I'm sure that you're going to want one of those as you sit down. It's cold in here, but we'll snuggle together for our next show. <laughs> it's gonna be great. All I want for Christmas is comedy. We, it really is a great. It really is a great lineup. Uh, Mo Gordon, Rachel Raphael, Adam Rubenfeld, Evelyn erie Diamond, Christopher Harmio, Big Nez, Mean Dave, and meet your host Pam Benjamin. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, support Mutiny Radio. Give us lots of money. Uh, happy holidays in whatever way you celebrate them. I celebrate them with John Denver.
2: Fine.
1: I wish that I could fly away
14: when I think that I'm moving Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm From there you can captain your own pirate ship
1: Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Randy, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. Thank you.
4: come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer. Someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell Wednesday 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm Freeform Radio for free minds.
26: Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st and Florida. Contact Pam at pam.sedai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying
20: to hurt me, but
26: boy how it burns me whenever she touched me. And you know, oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. Well, hey
20: there, Chef Franciski. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They out them! And for the specials, very deep,
2: <laughs> what <laughs> this is dog's part. <laughs> <laughs>
24: www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer
12: oh happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from six to eight p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet Radio FM index at
0: podcasts.pcrcollective.org.
12: So come live or listen later, or to every happy hour mic Friday from six to. 8 p.m. at Radio FM Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? You're yeah, gone, you're right. You're right. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Look at that tragedy.
0: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl.
1: Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants?
0: Oh, shit. From time to time
1: I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it.
0: Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes.
1: And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way.